Just a couple of dudes Talking about the sports news Just a couple of huddle buddies Laughing at the funnies Just a couple of guys Talking about the who's, what's, where's, and the why's About sports All right, guys, welcome to another edition of the Huddle Buddies podcast. I am your co-host, Sean, alongside the reigning, defending podcast host champion, Aaron. All right, well, we'll get into that soon. I'm sure that's going to be very entertaining for me to sit through. I'm going in. Uh, (laughs) Before I go any further, I have to, I'd be remiss if I did not shout out the new intro music for our podcast. Some of you may have heard it from last uh, last week. So catchy. Um, my guy, Omar Olivarker, he is probably the most talented musician I know. He is the most talented musician I know. Um, he is amazing. He does all this stuff himself. Uh, I asked him very politely if he could make an intro for us, and he came through in a big way. So, I really appreciate that, Omar. Um, he, You can find his music. He has all kinds of albums, all kinds of originals, uh, covers. He does everything. Uh, you can find him on Spotify. He has a YouTube channel. And then he also has a website, Omar, O-M-A-R, uh, Olivarker, O-L-I-V-A-R-K-E-R.com. Um, so thank you very much, Omar. Much yeah, appreciated. Shout out, Omar, man. That was, that was a sick intro. Love yeah. It. I love it. I mean, the second I got it, so I was catchy, like, uh, I was like, oh, oh, yep. This I find is perfect. myself singing it all the time. Do every time I hear <laughs> it, I'm like, yep, it, it plays in my mind for like hours on end. So, love it. Um, all right, well, let's get into it. Football week two. Cute. All right, so yeah, week two. What what was the importance of week two? It was it well, the was... Steelers, you know, got back on track. Now let's let's talk about the real deal here. It was the matchup of co-host versus co-host Sean, who you know he came in here guns blazing uh, on his bench. His bench went off. Your bench went off. Depth. I love the depth <laughs> on my team. Just too bad they don't uh, count for your points for the week. I'm gonna lay out and let you just gloat for a minute. Yeah, let me gloat. Let me let me have my my ten seconds of fame here. So I was, you know, I was looking at it. Um, I got a lot of crap about Geno Smith, and sure, I did bench him. Um, I benched him because Anthony Richardson was going off until he got, you know, knocked out boo-boo. in the second half. Um, but you were telling me that Geno Smith was like what, like a top. 22 22 where did lawrence finish week three okay 26 i'll def- I'll hey i'll let you go i'll defend myself and, and i believe geno smith was a top six quarterback of the week uh richardson was was 20 okay so not that great but but definitely neither one of them entered the the top 20 you know we're in the top 25 let alone 26 um but looking at, I mean, looking at this this matchup, it was a little scary. I was very intimidated. I was hoping Lawrence did not get those touchdowns, but Calvin Ridley just he laid a dud. I'm I'm waiting for you to finish, and then <laughs> I will dive right in. You're, okay, you're gonna jump in soon. Yeah, uh, and then uh, 
AJ Dillon, your your sleeper of the of the of the podcast here, man. He's the Huddle Buddies sleeper pick. He didn't show up either. Um, the the one guy who did show up was the kicker that you picked up off waivers. So I think he's your player of the week, honestly. Uh, Bijan, Bijan looked good, um, but I mean, just looking at at how I did, I mean, other than Pat Fryermuth and and Josh Kelly, my team went off. So okay, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it. the The undisputed podcast host champion has spoken. The good thing about this ten team league is that. I played you early, so I'm going to be playing you right before the playoffs start. I believe we'll have one more matchup for my redemption. Um, I have gone on the record of saying that my team will get stronger as the year goes on because I have Bijan, who finally got involved. Um, Assuming Dan Campbell doesn't hate fantasy football, we'll hopefully start getting Jameer Gibbs more involved. Um, so let me ask you a question. What if you wanted to start an NFL franchise? Are you wanting to start with Geno Smith or Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback? No, I would I would pick them both up and I would let Trevor Lawrence learn from the GOAT. So Oh my the, god. The, the Hall of Famer himself. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. But yeah, I think I think he has a lot to learn, you know. Okay. So I I won't even go there because we all know what the answer is for that. Um, yeah, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Gino, Gino happened to outperform Trevor Lawrence. He rose from the ashes. Because four of his receivers couldn't tap two toes down in bounds, which would have not only made Trevor Lawrence's day a lot better, it would have, it would have brought me home a win, but congratulations. Thank you, you. You deserve it. Thank you. Um, I still... Even though you are two and zero and I am zero and two, I will still say that I think I, I think I will be having a better record by the end of this year. I will gladly give you a rematch. Okay, at some point in the season, whenever gonna, we meet up again, it's going to be somewhere around week eleven, twelve, something like that. Maybe we meet up in the championship. You know, you never know. Now that would be epic. That I would be great. Sp- for I can the probably show. make that work as because I'm the commi- we're co-commissioners. We probably can make that work. Right. Amazing stat stat corrections <laughs> were just crazy off the charts yesterday. Uh. Yeah. Um, so frustrating loss. I have been one in five before and then ran the table and won a fantasy league. So I am not hitting the panic button yet. I know I have great players on my team, and I know I have Cooper Cup that will be coming back hopefully in week five. So that being said, how was like, so we were talking about how exhausting it is to watch football. It's, it's, it's less exhausting <clears throat> when you win. So I was dog tired, but although it, it was, it was a nail biter till the end there. I mean, it, I mean, our score, it was one thirty two to one twenty six. Uh, we, I think it came down to our dueling defenses and your kicker. That ended the the Jake Moody was the man. Shout out Michigan Wolverine. Um, I hate the Broncos more and more each and every day. I picked them up as a streaming option, thinking that the Commanders would not be an explosive offense, and boy was I wrong. So, yeah, hate the Broncos. You all know my thoughts on Russell Wilson. That's kind of where I'm at. But you know, football week two. 
overall, <laughs> I think there were some pretty good games. I had, I mean, you can't go wrong. I'm not going to complain. No, when there's football on, I'm going to watch it, and I'm <clears throat> I'm excited about it. How do you feel? Did you hear that the I didn't even realize this until just the other day that Monday Night Football, they're doing a doubleheader for like the first 10 weeks. Are they really? That I kind of don't like that, though, because it's it's 4.30 and then, you know, five like 30 minutes after the other yeah. game kicks off. So it's like kind of hard to, okay, which one am I going to watch? I'm going to bounce around a little bit. But I although guess- it was a lot easier this week because it was kind of a really – the first game, Panthers in New Orleans, was a little bit of a snoozer. So, well, they both were really. I mean, as so much yeah. as I love my Steelers, that was uh, pretty ugly in itself. It was a pretty sloppy game. <laughs> but yeah, they're doing this because of the writers' strike. So now they don't have oh. TV to like original content. So, so they're they like, "Hey, sports," which child. really brings me a lot of comfort knowing that, minus a pandemic, sports is always going to be on TV. Yep. So. I am super pumped. Well, that's about why that. I love Dana White. He was like, "Oh, you're going to close down all the sports. Okay, we're going to go to this island here, and we're just going to throw on fights every." Which three wasn't days. really an island, <laughs> though, was it? It was. It, well, they called it Fight Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, catchy. I guess. Catchy. Um, all right, so we're going to dive into some other teams. We had some listeners uh, submit some of their fantasy teams to us and wanted to get some grades on it. Yeah, so we got some some uh, some team grades from our Instagram page. Our Instagram is huddle.buddies.podcast, and you can also follow us on TikTok. It's the same, huddle.buddies.podcast. So Please check subscribe, it out. follow us. Um, Aaron is really – I'm – I'm an old man, so I am not as good with the socials. Um, but Aaron is really good about putting out some original content outside of the podcast and some funny memes and things like that. So um, he's kind enough to text them to me because I do not have the socials. I'll be sure to send. And I always try to make funny memes that pertain to the league. And uh, so so if you, you remember the league, join it and just start having a good laugh. Uh, the first... Uh, grades here we got we got this uh listener scott krebs he is, scott. uh he didn't give me any information on his league let's see nope so we'll say it, it looks to me like a 12 team league um we got Based josh on... allen okay okay so it looks like it's a two quarterback league Oh, okay. So we got a two quarterback league: Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, uh, running backs Rashad White and Brian Robinson, wide receivers T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, tight end Travis Kelsey. Wow. Uh, Hopkins, Christian Kirk, uh, Chiefs defense, and uh, Harrison Butker. I actually really like that team. Yeah, this team's pretty stacked. So I know in the two quarterback <clears throat> leagues, you're going to want to take a quarterback early, and he solidified that with Josh Allen. Um, Daniel Jones was probably a later round pick for him, and that's, I mean... That's not bad in he's a underrated. QB league. Yeah. Um, Especially last week. Brian Robinson looks to be, like, back. Like To me, it looks like he went uh, tight end, then wide receiver, wide receiver, or, you know, quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, wide receiver. Because uh, the running backs are... Yeah, running backs are, are good. Sick. We'll check what's on his bench. He's got Chris Godwin, Jared Goff. Wow, he's got some good quarterbacks. Uh, Laporta, Drake London, Kenneth Gainwell, 
Kareem Hunt. So he must have picked him up off wages. And he also has Saquon Barkley out. Um, yeah, the only one I'm not crazy about, and I mean, you're going to be taking flyers on players later in the rounds, but DeAndre Hopkins, I just don't. Ryan Tannehill is, he's just not good. Yeah. And so I don't trust him to get the ball to anyone in particular. I, I would give this team an A. Yeah, I mean, I would I, too. I think it's pretty stacked. I don't know what his record is. Oh, and two. Okay, he never had, mind. <laughs> well, no, he, it's because he had Saquon. It looks like, and I think he probably had another guy that was out. No, uh, no. Well, listen, Scott, you're going to be just like me, the zero and two, and then you're just going to make a monstrous comeback, and then never you're going to be just laughing all yeah, the way. I wouldn't be worried about anything with that team. Uh, next up, we got Braxton. So Braxton, let's take a look at his team. He's got uh, Herbert for quarterback, Tony Pollard. Uh, Stevenson, Garrett Wilson, uh, Gabe Davis, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Pickens, Cowboys defense. That's nice to have. His bench is Metcalf, McLaurin, Fryermuth, uh, Tonga Viola, Harrison Butker, Packers D, and Algier. I mean, I like this team too. Herbert's been playing well. Um, nice. I love Pollard. Um, Cowboys defense is just, or is this one the, yeah, Cowboys yeah, defense. The Cowboys is just defense, been, you're, he's, this guy's probably two and oh. Yeah. And I mean, Ramondre Stevenson hasn't quite got it going yet. And Garrett Wilson's values hurt a little without Rogers, but still solid. But then he's also got Metcalf and McLaurin. Hawkinson's been better than I thought. I mean, I have him in our league and yeah, he's, he's over, been, he's yeah. been great. I yeah. mean, he doesn't catch a lot of deep passes or like any like things up the seam like a Travis Kelsey would, but he gets a lot of usage. He got targeted. That offense just is just throws the ball constantly, especially I like I mean them getting uh, trading for Acres. I'm like, but I feel like they're the same guy. Acres and Madison are kind of like they they're kind of the same player. Yeah, that one kind of kills me. I'm a little annoyed by that one, but I'm gonna um, give this team an A as, as well. Yeah, I would give it an A. Yeah. I like it. Hopefully you are better than 0-2. And, <laughs> and then we have uh, one more, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so Slime, Slime Zoe, I think this, he, I was looking at his page. I think he's an artist. He's a rapper. Okay. Part-time rapper. All right, so maybe you could send us some of your music. We can we can play it on the show. That'd be cool. Um, let's look at it. All right, so it looks like we got his starters. Did he give us any information? 12-man league. Also has Howell, Jalen Warren, and Tank Dell on the bench. Okay. Trevor Lawrence, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Moss, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson, Hawkinson, Pickens, Jets D, Moody for their kicker, Brandon Cooks, Tutu Atwell, Hunter Henry, Justice Hill. So I feel like he drafted in a very similar position as me because he has a lot of the same players. A lot of the same guys, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so obviously I'm going to love this team. Um, I mean, Tyreek is just on another I'm, planet. I'm not a big fan of Zach Moss this week. But I, I don't know how... like you have much of an option here. I don't know how Zach Moss is going to be moving forward. Although he said he has Jalen Warren on the bench too. Yeah. 
he's taking that job. I said that from the start of the year. He's going to take that job from Najee. And, and you know, Gibbs still has some some and a little bit of an uphill battle. But then again, he has Montgomery out, so that he he should pick up quite a bit. Yeah, I'm sure Dan Campbell is on the horn or and Garrett someone. Garrett Wilson's a big question mark here. That one, yeah, and I mean, I have Garrett Wilson in a league too, and it the thing that scares me is that. Yeah, what's your take on on Garrett Wilson? I, I just without that long touchdown, he didn't do anything, and yes, he's getting targeted. Yeah, like two catches, twenty yards without that. Yeah, he's getting targeted, but Zach Wilson is not putting the ball on him. If you're not getting, you know, and then his touchdown. In week one was pretty much is just all Garrett Wilson, so he's doing ninety nine percent of the work, and I just don't know if he can do that week in and week out. Which was my fear when Rodgers went down. Um, it, I mean, had Rodgers not been the quarterback to start the year, Garrett Wilson's probably a third, fourth round receiver. Instead, he went late first, second um, in a lot of leagues. So. I mean, I took him pretty early in the second round, and they're obviously, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but like, I would have went another direction if I knew Zach Wilson was going to be the quarterback all year. For sure. So, um, Zach Moss is, is kind of a low-end starter. Garrett Wilson, I think I, I would have to rank him as a low-round starter, even though he has performed really well. Um, and I'll give this team a B plus. What are you giving it? Um, I, A minus. I do like that. I do like that he has Jalen Warren on the bench because I think that could step in for he definitely Zach could Moss. Take over. He has a couple more weeks of Zach Moss being the starter until Jonathan Taylor comes back. So, um, but Jalen Warren has proved to be an essential part of the receiving game. So I do like the upside of him over, uh, Zach Moss once Jonathan Taylor comes back. Um, all right. So anyone who has played fantasy football with me over the last few years has known that I have done a thing every week called GM of the week. This is where I basically say really nice things about the team that wins and embarrass the hell out of the team that loses. So, um, it generally goes to the high score or lowest score, unless I have an ax to grind or something. And then I'm more than happy to, to grind that, um, through the GM of the week, but um, this is something that I do weekly, and so I am going to read off the GM of the week for our Huddle Buddies League. So here we go. As week two has finished up, we have seen some nail-biting finishes, some monster blowouts, and results expected due to poor drafting. Here's looking at you, Anthony. Man, that team is really bad. So as we look back to a week two that was, I'm happy to give out my award for the winning and losing GM of the week. This prestigious award does not have a trophy. It does not have a punishment. This is purely to shine light on the best GM and embarrass the living hell out of the loser this week. So, without further ado, here are the award winners. Drum roll. All right. This goes to... The, this week's winning GM of the week goes to Vicky, who for the second week in a row has utterly destroyed her competition. High score each of the first two weeks, being led by one of my favorite players, Tony Pollard. Also proving age is just a number, Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett exploded for huge days. Now cross your fingers that Geno doesn't regress to the quarterback that he has always been 
and Baker Mayfield continues on his heater. What could go wrong, right? Vicky's team moves to 2-0, and if she continues to dominate the guys, the bros, in the league, then I will be starting a petition to forcibly remove her from the league. Not really, though. Well, maybe. Okay, probably. As for the losing GM of the week, ugh, this pains me. I'm reluctantly awarding this to myself. As I watch Trevor Lawrence not target Calvary Ridley all day, I mean, Puka Nakua can even get 20 targets, I started to have a bad feeling. Then I continued to watch Dan Campbell continue to not maximize Jameer Gibbs' explosiveness. Aaron, can you imagine having a player like that and just being like, nah, I'm going to give the ball to Craig Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah. No way. Me either. Fully expect the Lions on the trade market for any running back to leapfrog Gibbs on the depth chart. Kind of shocked they didn't get Akers. Now I move on to my favorite quarterback, favorite player ever, Russell Wilson. This guy continues to piss me off directly and indirectly as he ignored Jerry Judy all afternoon. Only hope is that Sean Payton hates Russell Wilson as much as I do and trades for a quarterback worth a damn. Otherwise, depending on Wilson to actually depending on Wilson to actually come through for me is a nightmare. The one bright spot is that I have Kyron Williams, who looked like the opposite of Cam Akers, which only means good things. Don't worry, everyone. Although I have started 0-2, I have certainly started worse and ran through the league, and I have every intention of doing the same. Starting this week where I kicked the foreskin right off Darren. Konnichiwa, Darren. I hope you're waking up to this on a beautiful day in Japan. Um, so that is the GM of the week. Um, real quick, I want to say something. The Russell Wilson thing, I was watching the game, and I got ticked at Russell Wilson, as I do. And I was like, God, Wilson, you suck. Well, my four-year-old daughter happened to be sitting there with me. And she goes, Daddy, that's not nice. He's trying his best. So it really put things into perspective <laughs> for me because I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't hate on him, but I, I, mean, I would have argued with her and been like, he is not trying his no, best. No, he is not. <laughs> he is not a good person. So, yeah, that is my GM of the week. So I hope you guys enjoy that. That will be something I'll do every week for us. So, Well, you were the better of the week. You, <laughs> you whooped me in my picks by one. <laughs> So we are not gambling experts. Maybe we shouldn't call this segment the best bets. No. Well, hang on. Let's give it one more week of best bets. Something's got to turn around at Something's some point. Something's got to give. So I went 1-3 and three on my picks. I went 0-4. Oh so I, I. So you're welcome. Yeah. It, here's the thing. Just fade our picks, and then you'll be fine. Um, but I'm going to continue to give picks. Because fades of the week. Maybe we should just call what is it fades of the week. Fades of the week. That's actually a good idea. Um, I do pick every game against the spread and standard and I'm like 500 against the spread, but uh, for some reason, the picks that I'm throwing on here are all crap. Sure. I promise. (laughs) Um, all right. So what picks do you have for this weekend? I'm going to go with my most confident and you want to get this in right away because it's tonight. I'm going San Francisco minus 10 against the G man. That game's um, going to be ugly. This looks like another classic beatdown of the Giants. I mean, how do you let Arizona put up 28 points on you? Just imagine what San Francisco is going to do to this team. I'm playing against the Niners defense. I'm terrified. If if you were shocked last week, I mean, just, just prepare for a storm. Uh, 
You know, I hate taking big spreads like this one, but it's a no-brainer. So speaking of big spreads, I actually, this is the one that I feel the most confident about, and I'm going Cowboys minus 12.5 over the Cardinals. I hate laying that many points, but the car, like the Cowboys defense, what they're going to do to the Cardinals is going to be nasty. It's going to be devastating. But I, the Cardinals are 2-0 and against the spread. Yeah, well, they have not played. Good teams a, a cover team. the spread, so yeah, we'll see. Great teams cover the spread. Good teams win. Great teams cover the spread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I just, I think the Cowboys are gonna just, they're gonna embarrass the Cardinals, and it's Fine. gonna be really eye-opening after this week. Uh, what's your second pick? Um, I got the Seahawks minus six. Uh, this spread might have went up a lot because Bryce Young isn't practicing, but uh, they're playing Carolina, and I just think now that the Seahawks have kind of shaken off the rust from week one, I just think they have too much firepower against Carolina. Uh, you know, the key injuries on defense are going to be devastating for Carolina. I mean, they lost uh, Shaq Thompson and I think J.C. Horn. Uh, and that's just going to, you know, the, the squad, the Seattle squad is just going to expose them, high-powered offense. And I just think Bryce Young is in over his head, especially if he's not even in the game. I don't know who their backup is. but They're still down two tackles, aren't they, the Seahawks? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't see that. That game could be a blowout on the Seahawks' end. I, I, I don't know. I don't see that. I, I actually feel like it's going to be more of a low-scoring game. But um, it might. It could also be a Kenneth Walker game, where Kenneth Walker that just I would agree with pounds the football. Yeah, yeah. Um, my second pick. I'm taking this team's got to get right. The Bengals minus two and a half over the Rams. The Bengals have to get right. I, I just I don't even understand. I mean, Does I know that know Joe Burrow's status though. I don't know, man. I I I just think Burrow's a tough dude. He's gonna go out there and do his best. But I the calf thing might be a real thing to be concerned about. Um, just based on the way that they've looked. But the Bengals have had slow starts like this the last couple of years with Burrow. You know, whether it was the appendectomy that he had and he missed all the training camp, took him a while. He had the, what, the ACL? Was that, I don't yeah. know, that might have been the same offseason. But coming back from those things, it, I mean, the calf thing, I don't know. I mean, I've never and had a strained calf, but. We, we got to see if the Rams are for real because they're kind of a team. I mean, they blew out the Seahawks. and They're then, frisky. Uh, they, they cover the spread against 49ers, which is a little questionable, kicking a field goal with. That was what, the only thing left. I was thinking. I was like, what are we doing? Like, I was like, the, Sean McVay has money on this game. Yeah. Like, there's no other option because why would you even do that? That when makes I, no sense. So when the game was at a 10-point game and they were lining up for the field goal at, with four, three seconds left, I immediately went, what's the spread on this game? And I went and seven. looked and I saw seven and a half. Seven and a half. So and I was covered. like, they're covering the spread right now. Good on you, Sean McVay. I'm sure you made some people you, really happy. You made the betters happy. I mean, maybe Vegas isn't very happy about that. that is, that's the ultimate backdoor cover. Um, yeah, I just, I think the Bengals are, I, I think they're due. They're going to they're gonna establish dominance. Uh, I'm going with the Saints plus two over Green Bay. Um, I think, you know, Derek Carr has adjusted to the new offense and, you know, he's 2-0 and quietly, very quietly 2-0. and I think New Orleans defense is the key in this matchup. I think they'll force Love to pass more, which could expose him. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't see an avenue for Green Bay to win this game. I was super disappointed in A.J. Dillon, not just because I had him on my fantasy team, but because I honestly thought this was this was his chance. And yeah, he now Aaron Jones has come back. Away. Yeah, now Aaron Jones has come back to practice. And, I mean, that may have been his, like, one chance to just light it up. Not to say that Aaron Jones would have been benched, but it at least would have established, hey, he's a lead back. He can be a lead this back. This was his eight-mile moment. <laughs> he had one shot. And he lost it. <laughs> yeah. He I, threw up his mom's spaghetti, and it was over. Yeah. The, and this one I feel like is going to be a defensive struggle, too. The Saints defense, I think, is, is solid. Um, Packers defense is good. I just I feel like it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Um probably a defensive touchdown for one or the other but sure um yeah i do like that pick um my third one is basically a pick em, and i think this is going to be one of the more exciting games of the the week is the vikings um minus 0.5 over the chargers so it's a pick em, pretty much yeah i mean it, what don't they usually give like a three points to the home team just as like yes. a standard yes. so basically they're saying the chargers should be favored um, but I do, I, I think the Vikings are going to get right. They have regressed to the mean now with, you know, they went 11 and 0 in one score games last year. They have now lost a couple of games in, in a row. And I'm excited games. about that game. It should be a wild. That's a fantasy shootout. football dream right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, I, I think, uh, if, if Eckler is out again, I think this could be a good game for Josh, Joshua Kelly to just looking at what Swift did to them. Um, but yeah, it should be fireworks. And this is a prove it game for Alexander Madison because they brought in yeah, Cam he's Akers. He's going to have to come in and show up because I guarantee you Akers probably is not going to play this week. And if he does, he's going to be pretty limited. Yeah. I, I don't see Akers playing. I think Although, this is. They, he does have some familiarity with the offense. Yeah, so. O'Connell was his OC in yep. L.A. Yeah, I mean, there is there is some... I, I, I still have Akers on my bench, and I'm stashing him just in case. I hate it, though, because I he has burned me twice now. Um but I just I think that Alexander Madison, if you're gonna if you're really gonna want to be a lead back, it's now or never, dude. You got to get it. And I mean. I understand the offensive line is not good, but I think if he's going to have a chance, this is this is the week to do it. It's a it's a softer matchup for him. Definitely. Uh, my last pick is the Dolphins minus six and a half versus the Broncos. So I'm a little nervous about this one. I think Russell Wilson is is going to have a hard time though. I think he's going to get obliterated. I I just don't think he can keep up with the number one offense in the league. Uh, you know, Belichick made Tua look pedestrian, but, you know, look for Tua and Tyreek Hill to have a huge day. Um, Yes, I agree so much that I had that as my pick as well. However, I'm going to go and change it in the interest of keeping things separate. Uh, changing this on the fly, I'm going to go with the Lions minus three over the Falcons. Um, I think the Lions are at home. They're a much better team at home. Fast track. Um I think that they're going to be, I just think they're going to be great. I think that if Dan Campbell actually utilizes Jameer Gibbs as he should this week, I think we could see a completely different explosiveness yeah. out of them. I feel like the only the only thing that's hard with the Lions is their tackling is so poor. Well, their it's, defense is just And bad. they just lost Gardner Johnson. And, you know, that's a big loss. 
But that, I and I don't even I don't even think that their defense is bad. They just they couldn't tackle anybody. When when I was watching them against the Seahawks, it was just like it was. Which I guess equates to bad defense. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. They they were their defense got so much better at the end of last year that I just I have a hard. I feel time like with. every Lions game is just a dogfight. Like it's going to be a close game, and maybe they they're probably going to edge that one out. I think. as a Bijan and Jameer Gibbs owner, I hope that those two just light it up. I can uh, totally see it. I'm I'm so I I am actually kind of sneaky excited for that game. Um. All right, so that goes for our picks. So good luck. Fade our picks. I'm sure you will do well. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping to get back on the winning uh, winning side of things on that. So, um, All right, well, we wanted to go over the power rankings of our league. Of the Huddle Buddies League. So I, I just pulled these off of Fantasy Pros. Uh, rest of season power rankings. Uh We'll start with number 10. It's Does It Hurts? So you are 0-2 and, and facing elimination. I'm just kidding. No, it's too early in the season for that. <laughs> and you've eliminated <clears throat> from Which players. is what I find with interesting about Fantasy Pros is number 9 is Pigskins and Foreskins. He's 2-0. and And he's number 9. I think, I'll, I'll, real quick, I think that uh, Ivan actually had some sneaky good moves. Um I think, I mean, Garrett Wilson, that's going to help him. I know he you traded him to, to For Ivan. For Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, but the Jerome Ford pickup, I think, could be big. Yep. Number eight is Joe Dirty. He really needs uh, Joe Burrow to get, get moving if he wants to get back on track. Uh, number seven is Ruggs Racing Team. That's my opponent this week. Mr. Aaron Kuros, and then number six is me. I'm on another level, which is just total bullcrap because I'm clearly the best team in the league. Numbers don't lie. I haven't heard you say my the undisputed yet. champion of the podcast. Uh, number five is Bijan Mustard. Uh, I really like Bijan's team. So uh, number four, Spider Two Y Banana. We can just gloss over that. Ah, oh, yeah. much higher than you. I just don't understand how Owen. Owen two gets you number four rank. I'm telling you. The highest just, ranked just wait. defeated team. It's coming. Yippie Kaye, Justin Tucker. Now that I don't agree with. It's the super stack. That's all it is. Uh number two is Gritty Up. Who is he taking on? Uh he might not remember who he's taking uh, on. Uh Gritty Up it's has in my Bichon. preview. Number one, the undisputed highest scoring team, the A Z Eagles. That's, you know, I was looking at her team and I was just like, how the heck did she get all these players? And she's what happened? she's destroying people and Jamar Chase hasn't even played well Great yet. Great draft. Yeah. Good job. You're going to so be booted from the that league. That leads us into our week three Huddle Buddies preview. The Huddle Buddies League is in full swing and week three couldn't come any sooner. Here are this week's matchups and preview. Rugs Racing Team versus a Mon Another Level. In a classic matchup of Aaron versus Aaron, someone's O has to go. Tyreek Hill of Rugs Racing Team will look to take the checkered flag against the red hot Gino and Devonta Smith from a Mon Another Level. Spider 2Y Banana versus Pigskins and Foreskins. Bijan, Calvin Ridley, and Trevor Lawrence and the rest of Spider 2Y Banana will look to cook up a parlay of points to get back on track against a team who has lost Saquon Barkley. 
but still hasn't lost a single game or their foreskin. They will rely heavily on Josh Jacobs and Tua Tonga Viola to keep their pigskins and foreskins attached. Does it hurts versus Yippie Kaye Justin Tucker? Someone has to win this clash of defeated teams as Jalen Hurts and surging superstar Brandon Ayuk with Does It Hurts takes on the super stack of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey with Yippie Kaye Justin Tucker. B. John Mustard versus Joe Dirty. Two high-powered offenses square off when CMC and King Henry of B. John Mustard look to run wild on Justin Jefferson before he decides to greedy up. The AZ Eagles versus Joe Dirty. The juggernaut AZ Eagles seem to be huge Cowboy fans this year, having drafted the elite defense and Sean and Aaron's boyfriend, Tony Pollard. They are hoping it helps them stay undefeated against the underperforming A.J. Brown, Sleepy Joe Burrow, and Najee Harris of Joe Dirty. Who will cement their legacy and move one step closer to the Huddle Buddies throne, and who will find themselves on the outside looking in? Find out this weekend, week three, of the NFL and the Huddle Buddies League. I can't help but giggle like a little kid whenever I hear the word foreskin. Hey. And the poll was was uh, unanimous. I mean, most people. Well, there was one that was um, un, un, uh, unspecified, which is pretty much you, yeah, that you may know what that, that means. may or may not have been me. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so <laughs> moving um, on. Moving on. Um, start sit. Got some advice for you on some players to start, some players to sit. Um, Aaron, lead it off. Go for it. All right. So the f- the first player I'm starting is Isaiah Pacheco, uh, and a lot of people would disagree with that because he's not had the best start of the year. But uh, the Bears are horrible. You know, against running backs, you know, Aaron Jones and Rashad White, they scored over 20 points each in the last two weeks. And I just think the Chiefs are just heavy favorites, and you know they've had an awkward start to the season. So I just think they'll just they'll lean on the run game. So going Isaiah Pacheco. All right. Uh, my start is Alexander Madison just because this is a prove-it game for him. And I said that before. I think his matchup is soft. I think that if he's going to excel, this is the chance. Um, I like him in this spot to get right. Uh, I don't know if he'll exactly boom or bust. Uh, I don't know if he'll boom. But I think that he will have a very solid game and he'll hopefully be a little bit more efficient running the ball. Um, so yeah, I, I would put him as a start for the league. Awesome. Uh, one of my sits, so I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert, uh, just two weeks in a row. Herbert has failed to rush more than 40 yards. Uh, you know, with Roshan Johnson, just getting more involved, I can just see Herbert slowly getting kind of phased out of this offense. And I just don't feel comfortable starting him. I would agree. I think Roshan Johnson's going to eventually take that that leap over him especially if he's being utilized in the receiving game as much as he is um my first sit is going to be Najee Harris and this kills me to say it but because I do love Najee but I just he has not shown the explosiveness that he did his rookie year and the more that he's not showing it the more Jalen Warren is and I just it's it's only a matter of time at this point Uh, I usually have a decent feel on these types of things with the running backs and like starters and not, I mean, 
AJ Dillon aside, but I mean, I do, I do feel like that with certain players, and I just think that Jalen Warren is going to be that guy to take over for Najee. All right, I'm going to will this one into existence. My start is Geno Smith, the goat. Um, you know, I was wrong for not starting him last week. Shame on me. Uh, I thought the line wouldn't hold up. And he finishes his top 10 potential that I knew that he had. This whole, you know, I made the video of it on on the Instagram page. And Carolina is the fourth best matchup for quarterbacks. There's no denying that Geno can just rely on his receivers and tight end like he did last week. And I just think, you know, two of with two of Carolina's best playmakers out uh, and put on injured reserve, I just think that they're going to be able to move the ball up and down the field with ease, whether they want to run it, pass it, whatever they want to do. Yeah, I would agree. Um, my start is Ken Walker. I think he is just he's he has firmly established himself as the RB one in that on that offense. Um, his efficiency hasn't quite been there, but he got two touchdowns last week. He is clearly the number one back, um, and his matchup is good this week. So I do like Ken Walker for a start this week. I am sitting Justin Fields, and it pains me to say this because he was my guy. I have him in other leagues. Uh, you know, I just don't know what the hell is going on in Chicago. Uh, whether it's the coaching, whether it's his his play, his did vision. You see, did you see Fields call out the coaching staff? I did. Yeah. And didn't one of their coaches get raided? I think he got raided by the FBI, who was uh, what's the the football player for Chicago, Tillman, Peanut Tillman, mm-hmm. uh, is an FBI agent now. What? <laughs> and he, he's you know they're raiding. Uh, I think it's the defensive coordinators. This house feels or like something. a fake story. I know it does. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, but four designed runs for Justin Fields all year. So the only thing that gives me solace I, is that Fields was like, "I'm gonna just be me now." Yeah, be you, and uh, like, just let him run the ball. I mean, that's what he's good at. Let him do that. And you know, the Chiefs just look like a tough matchup for for quarterbacks. They held you know Lawrence and Goff to a combined 25 fantasy points. So, uh. And fifth, Justin Fields, 16 points a game just isn't going to cut it for me. And I just believe that I'm just going to sit him this week. Chiefs defense, good. Um, I do like the Chiefs defense. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think until proven otherwise, um, Justin Fields is definitely a sit. Um, if, well, that saying that you have another quarterback, that's a better option. But um, my sit, my second sit is going to be James Conner. Uh, and this is strictly matchup-based. I mean, the Cowboys, I think, are just going to throttle them. I think it's going to end up being um, game script. It's going to end up being a passing thing, which I know Connor can get catches, but I just don't see him being involved at all in the running game just because the Cowboys' defensive line in front seven is just nasty. Maybe he'll only get like four touches like Brees Hall got. That's disappointing. Uh, that yeah, I yeah. won't even go there with that one. That so. Makes- my last start is uh, George Kittle. I just think, you know, looking at the injury report, it, I don't know if Brandon Ayuk is going to be active or not. He's questionable. Uh, if if he's inactive, I mean, he's he's a bona fide starter. Uh, Kittle, he's fully healthy now. He's getting, you know, he's was on the field ninety six percent of the time. 
He's just a victim to the overwhelming talent that the 49ers have. Uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk could be absent tonight, so just look for George Kittle to crush a team who allowed tight end Zach Ertz to be the leading receiver last week. Yeah. So definitely trust in George Kittle. The, I have I have such a hard time sometimes with the Niners offense, though, because there are so many mouths to feed, you know, and it's hard. But if you eliminate one of those, it just creates more opportunities. So, yeah, I, I would think that Kittle will have a, a very good game. Um, my last sit is going to be Roheem Mostert. Um, the Denver defense has given up the 20 set or the I can't remember like the eighth most fantasy points to teams right now. Your start, right? You said sit. Sart. Oh, okay. Sart. Yeah. Yes, Mostert. <laughs> um, he actually he got very utilized last week against New England. Um, rushed for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, not as involved in the passing game, but still, if they're able to use Mostert like that, um, then I could definitely see him having a big game. So he's obviously taken over that number one job. For him, it's always been about health. The talent is there. So uh, I think he's going to continue rolling along. All right. And make this one easy. My my last sit is Garrett Wilson. Uh, you know, Wilson scored two touchdowns this year, but... One was a horrible pass that he somehow turned into a catch, and then the second was that 68-yard slant that he just took to the house. So, you know, it's hard to expect this kind of output week in and week out. And obviously you might have to start him as a flex, but it's going to be risky against New England. And, you know, who's going to be all over him? I'm probably going to eat my words on my last sit. I'm going Geno Smith. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're, we're, it's a battle. <laughs> Only because... I have to. I just. I have to. It's. It was either him or Russell. The Geno Wilson. Smith hater. I am He's here only because you fed the. You put fuel on the fire for that. So, <laughs> um, I have no reason or numbers to back up why I say said Geno. <laughs> Other I'm, than I'm literally just doing this them. in spite of you. Yep, um, yep. It was either that or Russell Wilson. And again, we all know how I feel about Russell. So, uh, he's my sit. Every yeah, who's going to start Russell Wilson? Yeah, someone desperate. I'm out starting there. Geno Smith, so Yeah, well, I'm starting Trevor Lawrence if I'm starting a franchise. <laughs> Certainly not Geno. Well, he's good. He's in the top twenty six. Hey, hey, <laughs> what you what you'll come to realize with me is that I'm more of a vibes person. <laughs> I I don't like yeah, I'll use stats, but I just like when I watch a game I'm like, oh, I kinda like his vibes. I think he's gonna be good. He's got hey. the hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when with me, like we were we were debating about Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams because uh, in one of my leagues I was offered a trade for giving up Kyron Williams, and you started throwing out all kinds of stats at me, and I'm like, yeah, but I like I like Kyron's vibes. <laughs> Kyron's awesome, man. Kyron's got some good vibes. I like that. He's got the vibe. Speaking of Puka Nakua, he will be our drum roll Florida Man of the Week. Oh. These stories are so great. So, Puka Nakua. I mean, that. Who would have thought? I wrote down some things about Puka Nakua that just kind of jumped out to me. So, Puka's 20 target game last week, It um, the last guy to do that was Cooper Cup in 2020. And, you know, uh, the first two games as a rookie, the closest guy to him is Anquan Bolden with 27 targets his first two games. Puka had 35. That's insane. I mean, this guy has totally 
blown expectations out of the water. He's the story of fantasy football. I really do think that when Cup comes back, he's going to be fine. I think he fits right into that Robert Woods role that, you know, Robert Woods dominated for for a long time. And his... Florida man of the week. He uh, so his birthday is May 29th, and what we have here is Florida man arrested for allegedly throwing corn at, corn on the cob at his mom's head. That is fantastic. So, I mean, if you like, leave your mother alone. She raised you. This is probably like a 40 year old guy. So, a, a Florida man arrested Sunday after allegedly after alleged culinary confrontation in which police say the 27 year old hurled an ear of corn at his mother's head like girl do you're 27 years old what are you doing cody cummins was arrested at about 3 30 in the morning 3 30 at the morning what are you doing with corn on the cob at 3 30 in the morning <laughs> there's a lot of thoughts going <laughs> a lot of things right you now. can do with corn on the cob. after being accused of the <laughs> the corn kerfuffle he was cited by uh Pasco County Sheriff's Office. Cummins is accused of throwing the corn in the cob at his mom. Officials said that the woman was hurt but didn't sustain any injuries from the food fight. Uh, Cummins has allegedly fled the scene but was tracked down and taken into custody. So he, he was just like hit her in the head and booked it. Uh, he was charged with domestic battery. Get the canines. He, you know, he assaulted someone with an ear of corn. How, okay, first, allegedly. I feel like this, We can toss that word out, right? Yeah, allegedly. I mean, no, nah, that, that happened. You don't just throw out someone through it. If there was an corn. ever, was there, if there was ever reason to like, for like spanking your kids, like this kid, he just didn't <laughs> 27 year old. I mean. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying. I'm just saying, like, he, he didn't get enough discipline as a you kid. You did I mean, not hit your mama with corn. At 3.30 in the morning. 27-year-old. Like, Go to what? bed. It's past your you, bedtime. What are you doing, Cody? I'm making <laughs> corn, Mom. Just, Leave me alone. I wonder if it was warm. You know, burned her maybe. Yeah. That would have been rough. That, that changes the story. That changes it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, that... I mean, again, the Florida man thing. This is going to be fun. This, this is my, my yeah my all time favorite part of the of the show. Here. Yeah, the stories are outrageous. Uh, well, I got a funny one for you. As we're into story time here, uh, I found an article about a poker player who drew donations for the World Series of Poker, and said he set up a GoFundMe because he said he had stage four colon cancer. You have got to be one hell of a degenerate to do this. I mean, that's that's a desperate move. He said he had terminal cancer, accepted thousands of dollars in donations, and if you don't you, know the you might have a gambling problem. Yeah, you, I thought I had a gambling problem. Have a, have a gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Um, he is so he got thousands of dollars in donations. For those that don't know, it's a ten thousand dollar buy in for the World Series of Poker. He uh, got way more than that. Um, got contributions between thirty and fifty thousand. So he just figured he'd stay at a suite in the Bellagio, as one does. And uh, then when it came out that he was lying about said cancer, he apologized, but then said he would not be returning the money because he believes he has undiagnosed breast cancer. Oh my! So this Poor led guy. me. I immediately went to Google as I read this and said, and I Googled 
can men get breast cancer? Because this is my dumb brain, and I just don't, I didn't know this. But apparently one in a hundred breast cancer diagnoses, diagnoses are for men. So Is it like men with man boobs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like the logical answer, yeah, right? you got to have some good solid breasts to get the breast i don't know right i i mean i don't know it's fair not making light of the cancer thing no of course not but um yeah that's that's pretty desperate move too to just be like yeah but i might what did he win i was trying to find what place he got was his winnings i couldn't find it i wanted to know what place he got yeah that would have been interesting i mean if he would have finished like (laughs) what if he could don't give it all back and like give him like a percentage more you know, and then How, people would have been coming for him. Do if you he think won. they'd be mad though if, like, you gave her, like, let's say, you donated twenty bucks and they gave you twenty five back? I was like, hey, here, I was, I was just messing around. I'm actually a poker player. No, because I'd be asking for a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Had, are you a poker player? Mm, I I play it on like my phone and stuff occasionally, but I don't. I'm not really. Man, I would like to. I'd like to do a poker night. That'd be fun. The online stuff when that was like a big thing, I would yeah. do that a lot. It was fun. I mean, I wasn't like a high roller or anything, but right. it was. I, I liked it. I mean, I that was when I was young and dumb and in college and staying up till three in the morning playing poker. But yeah. it was fun. So I was checking the uh, the podcast. I like to look at all of our analytics and things like that. And we got a new listener from Australia. So. I figured I'd tie this story in. This is a, a anchor uh, woman from Australia. Uh, she wanted to test the Australia's naming policy. So she named her kid Meth Rules. I mean... <laughs> it, it, it's just such an interesting... There's, there's like, better ways to prove a point. Yeah. You know, it, and it's just such an interesting thing. It's like... I, I would never have thought to test naming policies of any like I I just don't know if I'm, I'm that fired up about that kind of topic. Yeah, like what kind of person are you? You just upset like, with people's names? Yeah, like just be like this stupid name. Like I'm gonna prove a point. I'm naming yeah. my kid Meth Rules. <laughs> well, the the bad thing about it. Okay, so she says we you know we thought we'd submit the most outrageous name we could think of, assuming it'd be rejected. Well, unfortunately. So her name was Methamphetamine Rules. It slipped through the cracks, and that is her son's name. Uh, it's it's her re- it's a registered birth name, and it's it will go on through. Uh, it'll be on his name for deaths, marriages, marriage registries, um, obituaries. Even if he gets the name change. Even if you change the name. You are still methamphetamine rules. I'd be so mad. And you know, she said, my husband said, maybe we should nickname him Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> um, but I'm sure he'll develop his own nickname that's appropriate to his real name and his personality, she said, noting that her beautiful baby boy is not anything like a meth user. <laughs> Well, maybe you are. He's you an infant, your... so. So, yeah, like, you so say you named your kid Meth Rules, and now he's stuck with it. Like, great job, Mom. Like, Mom of the Year, uh, you proved your point. You got it through the cracks. That's just so ridiculous. Uh, I love just it. Just the best story from down under. I mean, so. I've I've seen some crazy names, but. <sighs> Methamphetamine Rules is by far far the best one yeah yeah that, <laughs> that might be a, a a good fantasy football team name 
Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. The next all my players name. are so fast. <laughs> Speedies. Yeah, I love that. If you have um, some fast players, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Got the be. cheetah on your team. Yeah. Meth rules. Yep, meth rules. That's his new nickname. Well, AA Ron. All right, it's been good. Uh, I'm glad that I'm, I am the undisputed podcast champion. I cannot wait for I'm redemption. The, I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, without a shadow of a doubt. We are through week two. I'm going ahead and I'm just going to crown myself. I of have Geno Smith, man. Like I am set for the year. Week. Yeah, you're set for the year. It's top six quarterback. Meanwhile, Geno's going to be on the trade block because you have Anthony Richardson now. All right. Well. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, hop onto the socials. Um, submit questions anything we'd love to get the listeners involved um yeah we just we really like to engage with the with the listeners and keep this rolling so thank yeah, you so and much. share share the page share the podcast like it really helps us out uh we try to we try to you know build our own following but it definitely helps when you guys kind of pitch it out there as well well thank you very much and all we'll right. uh, talk to you after week three all right peace out